0: Hi, welcome to the Petrus Pods. I'm Simon. And I'm Michael. And today we talk about Liverpool, Premier League, and everything in between. We'll see you... On the other side. Hell yeah. (laughs) Alright, down to business. Alright, Michael, I've I've, uh, drafted up a few questions that I'd like to ask you, but uh, really... Before we get started, I just wanna know about your background uh supporting Liverpool. Right. So where you where it all came from. Uh as I kinda of like to call it, I'm a cradle Liverpool fan. It wasn't like a decision that was really made for me
1: at the start. Um I I started my dad was an avid Liverpool supporter, uh and I always just used to watch the games with him and my brother, uh you. Yes, that is me. I I am your brother. Right, and so we decided to make this podcast today because we're both huge Liverpool fans, and we just kind of wanted to get our ideas about Liverpool into the world. I think a lot of people don't really talk about Liverpool enough,
0: and so this is why this podcast is out there now. Partly we wanted to talk about Liverpool because that's basically all we know. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have very limited knowledge about anything, and... You, you could have one or two goes at politics, but you know yeah, but then, that's for a different podcast yeah <laughs> well, I mean we'll see where this one goes, yeah yeah, all right, let us begin
1: okay, so uh background uh, Liverpool supporter been one all my life, but I think relatively the last m- maybe year and a half is when I really started getting into Liverpool more. Mm. Um, Before then, I did just kind of watch it because my dad watched it, and I did support them. I was definitely a Liverpool supporter, Mm -hmm. but I've really grown to love Liverpool
0: more and more and more over the last two years, year and a half. Um, What about you? Uh, Yeah, I would say I watched it more than you did uh, growing up. I remember, I mean, as I'm in my early 20s, I remember... Some of the dark ages, let's say, with uh, Stuart Downing, Oh my and goodness. Charlie Adam. I um remember. and but I would say so I do remember watching those terrible, terrible games. Uh two thousand fourteen season, thirteen, fourteen season, with Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez, that really helped me uh maintain my allegiance. Right, Not that I yeah. was ever wavering, it was just... It got you more it, interested in yeah. the team again. Yeah. And I think... Sparked I th- a revival. Yeah. And I think I think that season
1: really did that for us, uh, just as Liverpool fans. Like, mm. we've been kind of going uh, nowhere, like almost a stagnant team for f- five years, something like that. Yeah, ever since, ever since, ever since the takeover. Yeah, since the takeover, um, if anyone doesn't know what that is, is the owners of the Red Sox ended up buying... Uh, uh, Anfield and Liverpool, uh, and now there, there are owners, um, and they're really, really great owners, but, you know, it took a while for them to sort of, a transfer policy, and mm-hmm. for a while we were buying kind of rubbish players, um, people that come to mind is Iago Aspas and Fabio Barini, both players that didn't end up working out, but, you know, um, we were just trying to figure out the system, right, uh, now, nowadays we've kind of figured that out, but it, it was tough, um, so leading leading on from that, uh, what is your worst Liverpool memory
0: do you think like of just a time where you're like i can 't believe I support this club like worst Liverpool memory i'd say it was it would probably be the year after the thirteen fourteen season, just that whole season, I think that was a tough season it was awful.
1: Because uh if you think about it, that was the season we brought um Adam Lalana in and Mario Balotelli as replacements for uh Luis Suarez. And I came I went into that season very hopeful. Mm-hmm. But um that was the season we we uh came out with a starting eleven in the Champions League against Real Madrid and we had Barini Aspas oh my God. Jones in goal. Jones was an Australian keeper that wasn't very good. Yeah. Um the the starting lineup that we had was just completely rubbish while they were coming out with players like Sergio Ramos, mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo,
0: Luka Modric, yeah. and we just got blown out of the water, and it was very depressing to see because... To hit the heights that we had hit last, the season before, right. with Suarez, everything, but yeah, brilliant attacking football that was on display that year, and it was just so explosive, and I, I mean, obviously Suarez was such a huge part of that, but I think selling him, um... The And then, as the season came to the end, to an end, Steven Gerrard retired, but then we lost 6-1, was it, at Stoke? 6-1 against Stoke. Oh, and he I got was...
1: sent off against Manchester United. I think that was probably uh, my worst, probably a low for me, was watching my childhood hero uh, come out in the game, make one really good tackle, and then just stamp on Ander Herrera. Um, get sent off within two minutes of on the field it was not less awful. Uh, and it was it was just a culmination of that season of just pure frustration we got so close the season before and then the next season we capitulated mm-hmm. and um, I think we finished like 7th or something like that Then the next season uh, the, the studs
0: Stephen Gerrard could have used the season before yeah, yeah. <laughs> went straight into it and Herrera <sighs> oh my gosh it was just awful
1: um, that slip, though. I think I think that slip was a heartbreaking moment. Not only did you see our leader, our captain, um, make probably one of the first mistakes of the entire season mm-hmm. for him, uh, yeah. and it, it cost us the league. Because a lot of people say that the tie against um, Crystal Palace, the next game where we tied 3-3, let a three-goal lead slip. To be honest, at that point, even if we'd won that game, we wouldn't have won the league. Manchester City did have goal difference on us.
0: Yeah, we had... It didn't help in terms of maintaining pressure, and we never know how that might have ended up, but that game, uh, that Chelsea game was honestly... So awful and
1: then you And then you can, you just see Mourinho just being an absolute idiot, c- uh, uh, celebrating on the touchline. What were they in that place? Fifth or something like that at that point? Maybe fourth? Just awful, yeah. And he was beating his chest like, look what I've done to Liverpool. He's just a massive idiot, and I've never liked that man. And it's really great to see him now just failing. Yeah. But, you know.
0: I know. I heard somewhere that at the beginning of that game, first 20 minutes, the ball was out of play for 14 minutes of the first 20 minutes.
1: It's just it's pathetic from them. It it was a really poor showing by them and by us. You know, like we yeah. didn't we didn't we never managed to um, get back into that game after that slip. It really shook us, and that was just a heartbreaking moment. Uh-huh. Other other poor moments that come to mind is um, the the loss in the Europa League final uh, against Sevilla when we were one nil up and then again capitulated. And uh-huh. We ha- we have really started to build up a um, like. Uh, uh, we're kind of known as bottling, bottling uh, finals and stuff like we're that. We're
0: not at Spurs' level of bottle yet, I'd say. But yeah, I, I mean, it's some of the journeys we've been like. All of those journeys have just been incredible, regardless of, like, the re- the final result. It'd just be so wonderful to have that thing that we can point to right. and be like, okay, this is. Like, the lads deserve it.
1: Yeah, no one no one um, remembers second place.
0: I mean, we do. Right. It's etched into our memory forever. Yeah, but there's, there's been some tough moments. But, um,
1: again, Liverpool's anthem, right? You'll never walk alone. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are the points where you're like, are you, why do I support? But, but those are the times where you had to stick with your team. And that's what we did. And they have rewarded us with some really, really wonderful moments. What are
0: some of your favourite moments? Favourite moments? As a Liverpool fan. Okay. I would say the uh, that game against Borussia Dortmund. Yep. That's, that's definitely up there for oh me as well. Oh my gosh. One of
1: the greatest comebacks that I've ever seen in my life. Classic European night at Anfield. Um, for any... Uh, people that don't know what happened in that game, we were we came uh we came back to Anfield losing two one if I'm correct, right?
0: It was a two legged
1: yeah, two legged draw we were, it was a one one draw. Maybe maybe it was a one one draw, but they ended up scoring two goals uh in the first half. Um and then Which mean that right, so we'd have to score three goals to get back into it. Uh which at that point was an incredibly daunting task. Um but we but we ended up scoring, uh, scoring a scoring goal. So it made the the entire thing um, a three uh, uh, a four two score mm-hmm. line. But then they scored again. Then uh, it was four two. Then it was four. Then it was four two. Uh, so we had to score. We had to score three more goals. Mm Because uh, because of a way difference. Uh, away goals if
0: we would have ended up just scoring two they still would have gone through on away goals so we had to score three goals we had to beat them in the game to go through and it was just it seemed like an impossible task Uh, I just remember feeling so down watching that game being like "Oh, classic because at the time it was classic Liverpool right you go you get a a pretty good away result 1-1 at Dortmund and then you come back here and then within the first 15 minutes you're down 1-0 Already. Yeah, it was. It was
1: a disheartening moment, but um, the fans stayed with them, and we ended up pulling through with Dejan Lovren header in the ninety six or oh, ninety second oh, minute, or something like that. Big dash.
0: Raw. Ru- oh my gosh! I will never forget that.
1: And yeah, uh, it was one of the greatest comebacks I've ever witnessed, if not the best comeback. I don't remember Istanbul two thousand five. I was only five at the time, uh, so I don't remember that. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably the greatest comeback of. My memory, and just an amazing
0: moment. I mean, recently as well, it's just been putting in so many amazing results. Like, uh, I'd say the result last year against Manchester City and the the whole run in the Champions League final was just right. incredible. Again, yeah, uh, Manchester City was amazing. Like, come being at Anfield and then winning three nil, and it just was blowing them away. And, and, and then, then, and
1: then it, we didn't
0: even just uh,
1: try not lose by three. Against we ended up beating them at City as well, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a statement of how good we can be. Uh, it was and it was really lovely to see um, that those games. So just and some so uh, another really great memory I've got of Liverpool is um, again just the attacking football and the exciting football, um, and that's where I think Liverpool uh, at their best are the most one of the most entertaining teams you can watch mm-hmm. because. Uh, it, it is as Klopp says, heavy metal football. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're working so hard, it's quick paced, um, attacking talent all over the board, little flicks, exquisite goals. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. just been some really amazing moments to watch. I remember Philip Coutinho scoring uh, a chip goal over David de Gea. Mm. Uh, yeah, just little moments like that that I will never forget. Um, and what makes it even better. And what makes Liverpool so special for me is I was there with you, Simon, uh, and Dad. We were just celebrating like crazy, um, just these really cool family moments where we were just like all on the same page, just mm-hmm. really enjoying ourselves together. And those are the moments- Those are the memories that I really cherish.
0: Yeah, no, I I concur with that. Um, just amazing, and it's a, it's incredible how football can do that, where they, it will. ...lead you to such highs and also such lows. Right. Uh, I remember uh, almost crying when we sold Luis Suarez yeah. to Barcelona. Uh, I didn't feel the same about Philippe Coutinho, but um, but yeah, it's just incredible.
1: I think the difference between selling Luis Suarez and selling Felipe Coutinho... Uh, when we sold Felipe Coutinho, we had a structure... Mm-hmm. um, to go on without him and to succeed without him. Well when we sold Luis Suarez, he was our main outlet and we also sold them at a time where Daniel Storage was injured for like a year after and he's never been the same player since. Yeah. It was a um it was almost like we were kind of bowing down to the better teams and just being like, Right, you can take our best player, we want as much money as you can get for him but like we weren't good enough to keep Robinson. We were our best definitely players.
0: in a bottom rung of the food chain. Um, yeah. At, at that point, and that's why I felt like even when we sold Coutinho, it didn't feel like we were th- at that place anymore. We, felt... Also, we just bought Virgil van Dyke, who's been That's a true. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. A revelation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely phenomenal this
1: season. We were just heading in a better direction. It didn't feel like a step down, even though it was disappointing that he wanted to leave. Uh, it didn't feel as if we were, like, bowing our heads because we had good attacking mm-hmm. output. And to be honest, we didn't really notice it that much, his absence. I mean, sometimes when there was a free kick, uh, even still, like, there'll be a free kick in a dangerous area, and I'll be like, gosh, I miss Katina, uh, just because yeah. those... Just some of his long shots were a thing of beauty, but you know now he's at Barcelona. He's just kind of not doing the best. Uh, and we'll yeah, get... that also makes it feel a little better that right, he's not yeah. performing at the
0: highest level. And I felt like, I think it's kind of funny to think if we had have been say instead of we'd sold Felipe Coutinho, we'd sold Luis Suarez at the moment. That we're in. It wouldn't hurt as bad because our team as a whole is in a better position. And I think that was part of the reason why we didn't feel it as much when Philippe Coutinho left. Because our team is actually... It has a project and it's going somewhere. And it might be like a small setback. It's still on the climb that that we're making. And with Suarez, it was like... We reached the end of that project, right? And yeah, it was, was like a complete no... rebuild that we had to make. exactly. And
1: then the next season we sold Sterling, uh, that was tough as well because uh, it felt like for two seasons we would sold the fulcrum of our sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we lost Gerard. We lost Gerard as well, um, and Gerard that season people forget he got thirteen goals and thirteen assists. Right now, Paul Pogba's was having his best Manchester United season. He's got eleven goals and seven assists. So. Oh really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But he does post a lot of Instagram videos. Lots of Instagram videos, cool haircuts. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Makes up for it in haircuts. His commercial um, output is very important for for Manchester United. But, um, yeah, having said that about um, Liverpool, I think what we ended up doing when we uh, traded Coutinho, we almost traded a little bit of attacking output for defensive solidity mm-hmm. uh, in Vajra Van Dijk. Because at the end of that season, we were flying, we weren't conceding as many goals because Vajra Van Dijk is a beast. Uh, but we were just focused a little bit more on the defensive, yeah, uh, and, and it was all good, right?
0: Um, well, that, that's actually a nice segue into where I wanted to go next, was how do you think we are performing this season? Like, let's try to deconstruct how the season has gone. Right, um, so first things first, let's talk about Mo Salah
1: from last season to this mm, season. Mm-hmm, last mm-hmm. season, um, again, fulcrum of our side, Forty go- over 40 goals he scored in all competitions. Yes, He doesn't have 20 yet, uh, he has 20 in all competitions, but 17 in the league. He's uh, he, like two behind Sergio Guerra Two now? behind Sergio Guerra, said to be having a bad season. To be fair, he hasn't scored in seven games mm-hmm. uh, in the Premier League. Uh, which is slightly worrying, but at the same time, he's still working really hard. Um, so last season, again, we were outscoring <laughs> opponents a lot of the time, and uh, and one of the reasons for that was because people didn't really know, or they kept on they kept on underestimating Mo Salah, and he would just pop up with two goals, four mm-hmm. goals in one game. I remember, um, and he would just he uh, it, he was just a monster. Right, this season people have kind of latched onto that, and mm-hmm. they are uh, marking him more. But now, look, um, Saudi Amani, 17 goals in the league. Mm-hmm. What... The defensive uh focus that has been put on Salah has opened up far more room for players like
0: Mane to excel. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to also bring your attention to the fact that last season, when he was on that great run, it was almost like... Especially like even towards the end of the season... It was. It felt like that was all we were fighting for. You mm-hmm. know, Mo, trying to get most Sal- out. Like we were trying to get top four, but it, it seemed like pretty doable. We were in the like definitely in a driving seat, and so we weren't competing at like. I'd say it's a lot more. T- it's a lot tighter now to get top four this season than last season, and we're actually pushing for the title this season. Right. Um, I'd also just then, like
1: to point out for a sec, quick second, at this point in this season. All we have to do is win one more game and we have and we have top four. Mathematically.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh interesting. Um but so last season it felt like, okay, that's what we could do is to try get try get Mo Salah that golden boot. That was kind of like one of our drives of the season I felt. Yeah. And also last season, during Mosala's best run, he had Oxlade Chamberlain behind it the whole time. Right. A little and bit
1: more creative output,
0: a little more creative, a little more driving runs forward, maybe shots from the box, all this kind of all this type of stuff that or shots from outside the box um, that just a powerful midfielder right behind right. him, and it took some of the focus off um, of Mosala, yeah. and I felt like that helped him with, and gave him a little more freedom this and, season which he doesn 't have yeah. this season
1: yeah. this season um. Defenders, since we don't have that much power going forward in the midfield, our uh, midfielders are very good, very industrious. Mm. They're not as prolific going forward. Defenders are able to just kind of drop off, uh, and and are still a, and don't have to worry as much about the midfield. And when they when they drop off like that, when they, um, it, it it
0: counteracts
1: Mo Salah's speed. Mm-hmm. A little bit,
0: you know what I mean? Um, well, they're sitting deeper, so he's right. less room to run in behind, or less room to manu- maneuver in.
1: And, that, and that's why I think this season we're missing uh, Coutinho more, because if Coutinho is in that system now, if the uh, defenders are sitting deeper, he's just going to bang some shots from outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's draw what, them out. Right, a exactly. Him, yeah. Give the attackers more room. And I think that is why we haven't scored as many goals this season, but on the other side of that, look at our defensive um,
0: special uh, specialities. Seventeen clean sheets in the league. Eighteen goals conceded, I think, in the league. As Eighteen well. goals conceded. Not it's just that incredible. At all. Considering where we were in like thirteen, fourteen, I think it was like fifty goals right. plus that we conceded in the league, and to go from there to like under twenty at this moment is just—it's really heartening, and. Uh, and I'm really glad that we've gone in this direction. And also, I just love uh, Joel van Dyke. Oh my goodness, he's <laughs> such a beast. Yeah,
1: I think some interesting moments of um, of of um, uh, this season has been um, uh, Liverpool's strength in numbers
0: in the back. What? Well, uh, also, as you were talking about the midfield. Um, what gives us more attacking ability now that teams are dropping back is that our fullbacks are pushing forward and our midfielders now, since they're not as attacking but they're very good defensively, so they'll pull back into their wide versions and cover for our fullbacks. Right.
1: I mean, again, look at uh, seventeen assists from uh, Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold. And oh, no. nine for nine for Rob. Uh, Robertson, eight for. Alexander-Arnold, It's it's been really lovely to see that. Um, yeah. We, uh, this this season, we've ha- definitely found a balance between good attacking output and defensive solidity. I would like us to see, I would like to see us blow more teams out the water. That is something I kind of miss this season considering a lot of games we win 2-0, 1-0, you know, like, not as 2-1, mm-hmm. um, um, not as impressive um, but at the same time, we're still getting the results. The football's still enjoyable, mm. and I'm just loving watching the football play at the moment.
0: Yeah, incredible! What Klopp is, I, honestly, what Klopp has done to this team has just been one of the biggest turns or turnaround I've ever seen. It's
1: yeah, I name, can't believe it. Yeah, name another club that um, that started off a couple of years ago in eighth place and are now competing at the highest level against the best opponents Mm -hmm. and everyone's afraid of them.
0: Yeah. First year back in the Champions League, we made it all the way to the final, which again, I think our run was a little, like we had a easier, a little easier than we uh, still played Manchester City. We played, yeah, which were, which they were considered the, like the best team in the competition. Right. So we had to, to win. Yeah, exactly. We had to beat them to go through. And, and so, yeah. And then playing Roma again, I think that helped us out a little bit. Um, and, but I still, this season as well, we played Bayern, like, it's not like we've had an easy run, PSG and Napoli, both in our group, and for some reason we also lost against Red Star Belgrade. What a game. Um, That that was just horrible.
1: We, we, this season's been a little bit tougher, um, for for another podcast we can talk about the Champions League, Mm. um, and that run-in, and our predictions for that, yeah, um, but, yeah, it's been a really lovely turn of events watching Liverpool uh, succeed. But, um, having said that, the 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 side... One of the things, when you compare Manchester City, who's the other team that are pushing for the title, and Liverpool, one thing they've got on us is incredible depth in mm-hmm. attack and defence. Um, so that m- leads me on to like, my next point. Um, transfers. Are there any players that you would... You think Liverpool should move on before we talk about uh, bringing people in?
0: I think Dejan Lovren. I think he's he has he was incredible for us last season, uh, but honestly, I think I don't think he's actually made more than eight consecutive starts for us in the, the league, and right. for him to be there that long and to be like a leading figure in the squad we want consistent people who show up and get play every week right and i think for that to happen we could we should move dejan laverin on and
1: uh we could probably get a pretty penny for him as well exactly he's not
0: 15 million maybe a little bit more is he 30 yet i don't
1: i think he's yeah he's late 20s
0: yeah and so i think now would be the time to cash in on him uh
1: I'd also like to put out there, potentially, Simon Mignolet. Um, Good shot-stopper, mm-hmm. was there for a while, very error-prone, but again, I think he's of the quality where, in the Premier League, or in different leagues around the world, a lot of teams would take him as their number one.
0: Mm-hmm. And honestly, Mignolet's been great this season, uh, very professional, very supportive of everyone else, um, and but he does need to move on. He And I and I know he wants to play first-team football.
1: Um, right. And he deserves to play first-team football. There exactly. have been moments where he's been a relatively solid keeper, but where Liverpool want to go, he just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like a mid-table team in the Premier League, he could he could do a good job.
0: Yeah. He doesn't make more mistakes than Pickford does, that's for sure. Right, exactly. So,
1: Simon Mignolet... Um... Dejan Lovren I'd also potentially put out there one of our strikers um I've liked Divock Origi I think he might be a good I think he might be a good squad player I think we should keep him
0: I think Daniel Sturridge isn't it Daniel Sturridge out of
1: contract this is if he is I I don't think we should renew that yeah. as as much as it pains me to say cuz I do have really great memories of Danny Sturridge some of the goals he scored that goal against Chelsea this year is uh, think of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um but I think Daniel Sturridge should move on. Um again probably deserves more football but if for he li- can play if, the football if, right if he can stay fit um yeah and so I think I think a team could really use him and we could probably get us we if he's on a free contract I know he's on a lot of wages. Yeah. So we that frees some up wages. some wages. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's pick one more player. One more player. One more player to move on before we can start talking about
0: bringing people Well, While Berto Moreno is leaving on a free... Right. Um, ...frees up some more wages. Controversial? Jordan Shikiri? You think so? Uh, he played well at the beginning, but Klopp has not been playing him. Um, I did read an
1: article... Um, mm. Where they were talking, and apparently he's been struggling with a groin injury. Oh, okay. But they didn't have enough depth on the bench, so they kind of just plopped him there. Oh really? And didn't play him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he's just kind of getting into the swing of things again.
0: Okay, well that makes a little more sense. Because um, I've been wondering like. A lot some of times of these in games, probably yeah. be
1: like, Shakiri would be a great player to put on a little bit of pace, a little bit of power. Mm. I mean, Divock has been playing incredibly.
0: Right, and his he's involved in a lot of goals when he comes on the pitch. Exactly how he like stretched. The f- he won the corner that led to the goal against Spurs. Um,
1: so he he started I, the he started um, our second goal against um, or our first goal against. um oh, who was it before Spurs that so we went two one? Fulham. Mm, he sta- he yeah. started one of those goals as well.
0: Yeah, no, he he. It was such a surprise when he came on at at the Everton. The Merseyside Derby, and he just came on and scored that put put crazy his name, goal. Yeah,
1: imprinted his name in history. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think I think Divock is a good player. Play can play in probably any of the front three. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not as good, but but powerful. He's a different look, mm-hmm. right? So I think he's a good player to keep. Um, from the midfield, I might throw out. Um, just some, just some names here. I think we have. Too many of the same type of midfielders. I think Wijnaldum, I think Henderson, Mm -hmm. I think they're very, very similar. I think Adam Lallana, however, though, I think his time at Liverpool is almost up.
0: Really? I thought he... since... who did he play against? Was it Burnley? And he performed really well, and... I was not expecting... It. it was like the Adam Lallana of, like, two or three years ago, where he was leading the press, uh, dancing around. He actually had, like, the stamina to last the whole game. And I was very... I was very surprised with his performance. And, honestly, if we had that player the whole time, I think I would not want to move him on. Because I feel like he is an experienced head, and he's, um And he... Is valuable to unlocking some tighter uh, defenses. I would say with Henderson, I do like Henderson. I think, so I, do I. I think people give him a hard time because, I mean, A, he's English, and B, he was the captain after Gerard, and right. so they expected him to be Stephen Gerard, basically. Right. Yeah. The next Stephen Gerard, and he just wasn't, he's just not that Um,
1: he's not that type of player
0: no but he but as a captain for the club I think he performs really well I think he's yeah Uh, Um. all the things he did with Sean Cox um, and that uh, the the fellow who was attacked before the before we played Roma and um, and I think he just does a really good job in on and off the pitch as captain of Liverpool and I would be sad to see him go but I would be okay with bringing in my midfield and make him fight for his place more
1: right, and I think that is one thing I think we need some other midfielders that offer different abilities, people like Nabikata. Mm. I think there is no reason to sell him. There have been reports about us just cutting our losses yeah. he's twenty he's twenty three almost twenty four yeah um he's young. He's very talented. There has been some games, specifically the Bayern Munich game, where he was just floating past players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll come good with having Oxlade-Chamberlain back. I think that's a um, win, but we will need to bring in... I don't necessarily think we have to let go of that many midfielders. I know him, um, Milner is almost out of contract, which is going to be sad to see him go because uh, Milner is just a workhorse and a beast. Uh-huh. Uh but again, just a lot a lot of similar midfielders that play the same role. I think bringing in some that offer different uh aspects of the game is an important thing for us this season.-
0: mm-hmm. I agree, yeah, and um but i I would think it's a shame to move any of them on. I do like the prospect of having a fresh just different ideas to go into the midfield. Instead of it, because it seems like Klopp always picks the same three whenever we play someone like a top six side or something like that.
1: Right. It's always, um, Wijnaldum, Milner, and Henderson, um, which is very industrially industrial and very defensively sound. Um, but again, oh, as we were talking before, when those three are on the p- pitch, um, defenders can just kind of back off and not have to worry about mm-hmm. long shots and all of those type of things. Uh, And it tightens up the room around Mosella, Firmino, and um, uh, Mane.
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, Okay, so let's move on to Transfers then. Right. Who we want to bring in.
1: So, in an ideal world, we need to look at some full-back cover. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, um, Moreno is leaving, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, If Andy Robinson gets injured, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. On the other side, we've got... Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. We've got... And then when Joe Gomez comes back, we've got cover Mm -hmm. there as well.
0: Um, I do like Joe Gomez in the middle, though. I prefer him in the middle. I would much rather him stay in the middle. At the beginning of the season, that's when we got the majority of our clean sheets. Yeah. Just so quick, so powerful. That slide tackle to save the goal against Everton. Everton, yeah. Oh my gosh. He was just... He was playing out of his skin, and I... It was so hard to see that after the season before, right because it was it was just so shocking because it's he changed he had changed so much from like a left or a right back who played kind of well, it was like several mistakes in this game um and then to come into this season and he just started playing a blinder and it was just amazing to watch and so yeah, it would be good to have another fullback that could play. On both sides, maybe, as cover. Uh, It's hard to bring someone in like that, though, who knows they're going to sit behind Trent and Andy Robertson. Right, yeah, 100%. And I feel like that's a problem, maybe not with our midfield, but that's a problem with the rest of our team, because we already do have the starters that we know that are going to start. I think Um, the
1: only position that isn't, like, kind of locked down already is in midfield, mm -hmm. Um, because there's no replacing uh the front three they they're not going to be replaced anytime soon um unless one of them gets sold which you know god forbid um mm-hmm. so so i also think another center back yep it, it is hard like that we're getting linked with all of these high 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 quality players like um Kula, Bali, and delict mm-hmm. um but then you've got to ask like what about Joe gomez um it so that's a really interesting. I would take both of those in a heartbeat, mm-hmm. um, in a blink of an eye. I
0: would take the lit of a cool Bali.
1: A hundred percent. Yes, I would too. Um, it, but I. We definitely need a right and a left back, or one that plays both. A centre back, mm-hmm. more creative talent in the midfield, mm-hmm. and then potentially another striker slash. Mm-hmm. Uh, one a uh, player that can play all positions hopefully we can get high quality players in all of these positions mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if we are as good as we want to be, mm-hmm. we want to be in Manchester City shoes at the moment mm-hmm. where you can go into each competition and basically play a starting 11.
0: Yeah, field a different team each time right. and I think those we'll, we'll cover who we want to come in next time I mm-hmm. think that would be a good uh, topic for our podcast um, just wrapping up then um, where will Liverpool finish this season? I have to believe first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
1: and football's an interesting game, as we said. So many highs, so many lows. I think for a um, right now, the the wind seems to be uh, on our side a little bit with some lucky goals to get us good mm-hmm. results. Uh, we've got a. Relatively decent running in the last Premier in the last Premier League games. So to Manchester City, mm-hmm. I don't see either of us dropping points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, it's so easy to lose focus in one game, and um, and just drop and get a draw when you should have a a, a win. So yes. it could go either way at this point. There's one point in between us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it it's going to go down to the wire no matter what. Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't believe either team are gonna bottle it. Uh, I think it'll come down to like a piece of luck or right. something like that, and all we can do is win the rest of our games. But I. I do think first place is ours this year, and right. uh, we just keep gotta keep plodding along, um, and yeah, that that would just be amazing.
1: Right. And what about? Uh, yeah, I th- that I think that does it for this week's podcast mm-hmm. about the Petrus Pods. Uh, any last words? Um, up the reds. Up the reds. You'll never walk alone.